Grandpa Jim, Motivation Central Station. How are you all today? I hope you are wonderful. I get a laugh on. You know, I did a post this morning. Uh, a photograph came up. I got to hold a 10-year reunion for my comedy college at the Chicago Laugh Factory on that stage. Uh, there was a picture of myself and some comedy students that got to graduate that night on the Laugh Factory stage. Many people in their lifetime will never get to perform on that stage that are very deserving to be on that stage because the stage, you know, can only hold a couple of people at a time. So when we got done with the show, it was a great show. House was filled, uh, had some guys, some professionals from that you might have seen on uh, Comedy Central, Joey Villagomez, uh, uh, funny uh, Hispanic guy, just uh, really throws it down, uh, super funny, just did a special with Bill Burr, and uh, that was just on, you can find that online somewhere, and then also a guy by the name of Sean Flannery, who's also been on Comedy Central, but he uh, his claim to fame is he came up with a show called The Drunk uh, Diaries, and uh, and so him and a bunch of guest comics put on sold out shows uh, pre COVID. Um, you know, he's had the show running for many years where people come. You know, the show's always different because he's got other entertainers in there. And it's like a sold-out thing every, like, Friday, Saturday night in Chicago. So check those guys out. But anyway, hey, a uh, couple of things, you know. I really liked what Joe Biden had to say yesterday. Joe Biden, you know, he's talking my language. He's talking to us little people. If you are not in the top 1%, you should never vote Republican because they don't give two anythings about you, all right? And uh, just to hear Joe, like, you know, we got poverty in this country right now. We have 18 million, 18 million. That's the city of Chicago and New York combined, you know, to, uh, you know, people out of work. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of trickle-down effect. That affects them. Uh, working mom, you know, affects her children and affects everybody around her, you know, and, uh, and I'm sure you're all going through a lot of stuff right now. Um, and so I'm going to do a little bit about codependency at the end of this. If you're addicted to somebody that's addicted to drugs or alcohol, or you're just enmeshed in people and like people are your drug, uh, we are going to talk about that too, but I want to get into a couple of things. Um, one is, um, I was, you know, cruising around yesterday. I was working in my gutter cleaning business and I, I flipped between that and social work and the comedy school and, uh, very blessed to have just a lot of things to keep me busy, you know, all the time. So pre COVID or after COVID. And, uh, so I've been very fortunate with that, uh, but uh, is I saw this house, right? Okay, so if a guy has a Trump sign, I get it, you know, in his lawn, right? Because he's, you know, we need to watch some of these people right now. Okay, a guy's got a Trump sign. His neighbor's seen him put the Trump sign out. You know, he, he's, he doesn't want to concede yet either, so he leaves the sign out there, right? No problem. And, and 95% of the people that showed up to that protest 
we're good people. You know what I mean? They're misguided for some reason. They probably live in rural areas. They're not used to being in diverse communities and knowing what a blessing that is and uh, knowing people from different backgrounds. It's exciting. It's not, it is beautiful. It's nothing uh, short of that. Uh, so if you have, so yesterday I'm cruising this neighborhood and I see this guy, not only does he have a Trump sign in his yard, but he's got his house with Trump on it, pop, pop, pop. And I'm not saying that guy's a danger either. I'm not saying that. But, you know, in 9-11, we know there is some danger out there, right? We've, see, we've seen them uh, carrying guns and, you know, talking, you know, uh, about, uh, I saw a clip last night on one of the news shows where, Somebody that day was saying, you know, we got to go in there and we got to kill them. They actually got the guy on tape saying that. Now, did he really mean, I don't know. I don't know if the guy really meant it or he was just PO'd and, you know, but whatever it is, we know that potential is there when a guy goes in there with handcuffs and he's going to, he's got in his mind, he's going to put people from Congress in handcuffs. We're lucky that people didn't lose their lives that day and then you have you have Mike uh, them saying hang Mike Pence and there's a story out today that he was really really close uh, to a crowd of these guys before they got him into one of these tunnels you know so uh, you know and then Trump all of a sudden he's distancing himself from Mike Pence this is Trump's whole MO his whole life, and Giuliani too. The beautiful mayor. Remember when we just loved the mayor of New York City after 9-11? And then, um, and this is good comparison to 9-11. You, they had us look out for suspicious things, and they found some suspicious stuff, you know? And uh, just like, you know, at that time, they were like uh, running down people that were tied to these guys that put the planes into the building, you know, and they trained here in America, you know, and and some people helped foster that along. And uh, that's what's really cray cray is that the Congress, so... They were not giving tours in the Capitol. And I talked about how I was at the Capitol uh, on a vacation and uh, we were at the steps of it. And I, I, I was like, you know, I knew I'm not supposed to even go up the steps, you know. And I just stood back in reverence of the building and being in D.C. and all that comes with it, you know. And... Uh, you know, great place to go, great place to take the family, very educational. I actually want to get back there again and and do it a second time and slow down and see some of the things that I I didn't get to see. And one was I didn't I wasn't aware. And uh, back in those days, I was a man on the go, didn't have internet access like we have now, and uh, I I knew you could t- tour like the. Uh, national monument and uh but i didn't know you could do the capital you know so yes they give you know and and maybe <laughs> you're gonna say jim that you're really stupid <laughs> but so they shut down the uh they shut down the um tours all year long day before this ride happens there were people that were taking tours and they think they were tied to either congress people themselves 
on the right or some of their staff members because how were these people in the building? And Eugene Goldman, he's a black Capitol Police officer that was heroic. So he's the guy and he's going to get a Medal of Honor because if you watch this videotape, of him, okay, he's by himself, he's got a mob chasing, coming straight at him, you know, and walking up these steps, and they get to this landing, they get to the top of the steps, the landing. If they go left, they're going right to where Nancy Pelosi is. And if, you know, he knows he's gotta get him uh, to go, uh, if they go right, they go where Pelosi is. So he knows he's gotta get him to the left. And this guy with this QAnon shirt, he's leading the pack. He's got, he's been arrested. Uh, not sure on his name, nor do I want to give him any credit. But he's he's the leader of this big mob that's coming up those steps. And he's probably one of the guys that took the tour because all of a sudden he's coming up. He's gonna turn to the right to go down where Nancy Pelosi is, and the cop. Uh, Eugene, the policeman, the policeman Eugene uh, Goldman pushes him on the shoulder like to come to the left. And the guy even stops for a second and he's going to turn right. But then when he sees this cop, so he he probably took that tour. He knew where she was. She was very s- close to uh, being hurt. If there was one person, these people want it. A few of them that, you know, like AOC, you know, she said she feared for her life. Yes, she's far, far on the left. And these people do not like that at all. And then uh, Pelosi, too, she's Speaker of the House. So, uh, you know, definitely that man (laughs) will live in infamy. Thank God that we have people like that. And when you have... Think of that. When you got a mob coming at you, you know, to keep your cool and not panic and just run. But, you know, the man definitely has what he's coming. But I want to get to some little bit of fun stuff here. Um, Well, something that make you feel grateful about and something that, um, you know, um, I find amusing too. So uh, let's flip over to South Africa. A lot of you know I like to listen to Bugani on 702. I listen to him about 11 p.m. Central Time most nights. And um, it's like 7 a.m. in uh, South Africa, 6 a.m. it's morning. Um, But they have a lot of interesting topics on there. And they were talking about covid he personally was going to bury his uh, kids, his uh, mother-in-law, his ex-mother-in-law, his kid's grandma from COVID. And then another guy called in and he was burying a guy that worked at the De Beer Diamond Mines, you know, and, and they have the new strand that's way more contagious and everybody's like, it's not more lethal. The stuff is lethal. And if it's more contagious, do the math. More people are going to die. But anyway, 
So these people are calling in because their country requires kids to wear uniforms to school, right? And so it's summertime there, and they're talking about how hot these blazers are anyway and stuff like that. But the, the point is these people are suffering just like our economy and their country, number one, they, they can't just print out paper money like we do. You know, they're a third world country. And to hear them calling up and and uh, not being able to supply this uh, school uniform was really a problem for a lot of these people. And many were opposed to them anyways, but uh, that was quite interesting. But this was the, that was the sad part about it. So feel grateful uh, for what we have in this country that we do uh, even though it's minimal, you know, uh, some people are getting some support, help. We have f- food pantries. That was the other thing that uh, the night before they were talking about this, uh, these people that were so poor that don't have housing and they were going to the ocean and they were starving and they would dig in the sand to find some leaf that falls off the trees like in the fall type thing and they'll get buried under the sand and it, that's what they were digging up trying to eat and then if they couldn't do that on a specific day um, they might walk over it was like a I don't know 10 mile walk 15 mile walk to try to beg for food or if and then if they were unsuccessful there they would come back home and drink uh, the seawater you know so uh, we have a lot to be grateful for in this country. And then this was the great story last night. It was, uh, they had a hippo on the loose <laughs> running through one of their uh, communities. It goes through this one river and to the other, and it's kind of got this pattern, but now it's not you know, doing its pattern. It's running through this community, and they were asking people, please don't, <laughs> please don't uh, feed the hippo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't think that's my first thought. Like, I feed a little few birds in my backyard, but I'm not going to feed the hippo. No, you don't have to worry about that. But I thought that was a cute story. So many of you probably are hanging around to listen to, are you codependent? Do you have codependency? That's when we use other people to kind of, you know, monitor our own moods, right? So I'm going to be... Um, either if Joe, if I'm, uh, if I'm in a relationship with Joe, okay, uh, I would, uh, you know, and, uh, okay, I got a son named Joe. All right. So if Joe is in a situation, um, if Joe is in a situation, if he's doing well, I'm doing well. If Joe's in a bad situation, I'm not doing well, right? So that's codependency. So, uh, you know, people can really um, get themselves off track, right? We should have our own inner, you know, I'm suggesting or I think it's healthy to have your own inner um, pleasure, right? I need to, at the end of the day, we may all be standing by ourselves, right? And so we need to have good coping skills and learn how to oh, be happy whether Joe's doing good or not. We wish him blessings. We can give him encouragement. We can 
give them a hug, we can do a lot of things, but you know, when it consumes us fully and we're not functioning, um, that can be a real problem. And so this morning, I was um, looking for a recovery meeting for myself. Many of you know that I'm an alcoholic and I'm a recovering addict. And uh, and uh, been sober, you know, quite a few years now. So I'm plugged in and I do my maintenance and I'm, you know, got my feet on the ground uh, and I try to do that daily. And this is the other thing to think of is if you're living with somebody with a drug addiction or an alcohol problem, it's a disease. There's an article on uh, 60 Minutes. It's called Hooked. Morley Safer, when he was on the program, did it. It's not that old either. Uh, it's probably been done in the last... 10 years. Whenever he retired, it had to be done in the last year or two of his career with them. And um, it will show you, like if you are a, a alcoholic and they show you a drink and it's your drink, your brain will light up on fire on these MRI machines. So they take a person and they put them in an MRI machine, a magnetic resonance imaging machine. They put them inside this machine and they can just show them a picture of uh, the drugs and um, their brain will get excited. And so uh, if they are, have a food addiction and they see the golden arches, you know, their brains will light up. And, and it's almost, it's on a subconscious type level, but you can become aware of it. If you know what your triggers are, you can know like, hey, uh, there's the golden arches or even what we call bookend. So I am going to go past McDonald's today and I've had a habit of swinging in there for that ice cream for the last two years. But uh, after I have it, I really feel just guilt, shame, remorse, and I beat myself up and I, I just don't want to do that today. So sometimes we recommend what we call bookending. So you're going to call somebody that you have a lot of trust and faith in, that encourages you, your go-to person. And you're going to say, hey, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going past that McDonald's right now. I want you to stay on the phone with me because I want to get past it. And the more you keep doing that, you make that a habit, the more you'll get in the habit of calling that person. And eventually um, you'll get to the point as time goes on where you're like, hey, I don't need to call them today. I'm not going in there, you know. I've been at this, I've weaned myself from this, and uh, you know, now I have some control over it. So that, and then so what happened was I went on to find this AA meeting out of a club in Chicago. It's called the Lincoln Park Alano Club. And uh, they actually, uh, what I stumbled upon is an Alano meeting. And uh, Alanon, Alanon, I'm sorry. Alano is the name of the club, Lincoln Park. Uh, Eleanor Club. You can find it online. Their meetings are listed online. They're doing, um, I think, 90 or maybe even 100% of all their meetings are online right now. So on Fridays at 9 a.m. Central Time is a meeting you can go into if you are finding yourself living with an alcoholic, an addict, uh, somebody you're codependent on, and come to the meeting and learn about how these other people that are codependent uh, cope 
with life on a daily existence. There was a person on there with one year uh, that she's been attending the meetings, and there was a person on there that's been living that lifestyle for um, 20 years. And I would encourage anybody to just go listen. You know, you don't have to participate. None, all this stuff is uh, voluntary, you know, but to just sit back, listen, and it might help you gain your life back and give you more control and not have you be such a barometer on if your loved one is doing good or the loved one is not doing good. And then where are you in the middle of this? You know, what what are your goals? What are your ambitions? And uh, I find people with heavy codependency uh, usually are, depend, you know, depending on the other person. Uh, and I don't mean that in a way to support you, but I'm saying in a way that makes you feel better or not, you know. So uh, what are your goals? What are your ambitions in 2021? And um, so with that, I'm going to leave you today, folks. Um you know, I'm going to go out, uh, talk to one client today. We're supposed to go bowling this afternoon. So, yes, when I do my recovery work, uh, sometimes I get to do some really super fun stuff. And he, he likes to do fun things, but today he was really super tired. And I said, why didn't you rest up first? And uh, if you still want to get together with me later this afternoon, I just will leave that space open. And uh, so uh, other than that, um, I'm going to try to reach out to others, uh, try to give back in some way and for nothing in return. And uh, it does, uh, it will do your heart glad to, um, if you're not sure, try it for a while and uh, see if your life don't improve everywhere. So uh, hang in there. Have a good day. Um, You know, love life, live it to the full. Uh, we never know when the next day, is, you know, nothing's promised to us. So God bless and have a great one.